City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, it's Casey Field, your manager for municipal advocacy, and welcome to another week of the City Quick Connect podcast. As I do every week and as everyone is so thrilled, my partner in crime, my co-host on the legislative portion of this podcast, Scott Slatton, is back with us. Scott. You know, I don't know, Casey, that everybody is probably thrilled about having the same old tired guests. We're going to have to get you some new guests. Going I'm going to have to listen. I'm going to talk to my producer and see if I can get some some more talent here. Yeah, um, the pro- maybe the producer, are we just not are we not paying talent enough, or what, what is our problem? The, the, well, here? talent talent's not the problem. It's just uh, we got to get them scheduled. We got to get some new new voices. Right, uh, right. On the, and on I, the I think here. I think I can handle that. Maybe some more female voices, Scott. Sure, I mean, sure. You know, I've, absolutely. You know, no no disrespect to you to my to my partner, to my co-host, but I think we can probably bring in some, some fresh. Yeah, let's bring you in. And I, the, you and I might, we might be a little old, although you're a yeah, little older than I am. Yeah, let's bring in the, the uh, take, it, take it easy there. What are we going to talk about this week? All right, well, Scott, let's talk about what happened last week and then what we expect coming up. So last week, the House did not meet in session in Columbia in the chamber, but they did continued to use Microsoft Teams to meet virtually in subcommittee and committee meetings. The Senate did not meet on Tuesday or Wednesday, but came back into session briefly on Thursday to read across several local bills, and they adjourned rather quickly. This week, they are looking at a normal session week. Subcommittees and committees are still utilizing virtual means to meet, but they expect to be in session in Columbia Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week. Yeah, so it's hopefully going to get back to COVID normal right? Uh, yeah. this week uh, rather than, and of course, last week was uh, the other mitigating circumstance we had were the the threat for problems downtown due to the to the inauguration, but fortunately, right. thankfully, nothing uh, nothing came, came about. That, right, uh, we it had sounds like it, it sounds like cooler heads prevailed. Well, and I think a uh, an overwhelming show of law enforcement sent yeah. a very strong message as well. That which, probably uh, did it. <laughs> which was uh, which was good. So I'm glad glad to have seen that. One thing that happened last week that I think is probably important. Uh, Erica Wright on our staff, of course, we all know Erica, and uh, she she's been following the COVID issue in the General Assembly for us, and she was uh, paying a particular attention to uh, Ways and Means Subcommittee last week that sent a joint resolution to, to full Ways and Means that would pull some funds out of the state's contingency reserve uh, for fighting uh, COVID even more vigorously uh, in the state. In particular, uh, there was money that was set aside, $63 million for DHEC, DHEC, $45 million for MUSC to help coordinate vaccinations across the state. And then they set aside another $100 million to pay providers, uh, hospitals in particular, for administering the vaccine to people as, as we get those doses. So I thought that that was pretty important. That was a strong message from uh, that subcommittee, and, and I'm sure Ways and Means will probably push that out onto the floor at some point. 
And then yeah, also, and you know, Scott, um, yeah. Ways and Means, the healthcare subcommittee met to do that joint resolution to, right. to release those dollars. And there's also Speaker Lucas appointed an ad hoc committee, a bipartisan ad hoc committee in the House to study the vaccine, not the vaccine, but the distribution um, yeah. of the vaccine. Erica also attended that meeting and she, you know, she's got some good, some good notes, some good thoughts on that. So if anybody wants to talk to her about it, I know she'd be happy to, yeah. to share with you what she learned. But, but he's also the Speaker of the House has appointed this ad hoc committee to really dig deep and how to get the vaccine out quicker yep. to 70 and older. And then as we move into the different phases, how to distribute that, especially in rural areas yeah. um, and to develop better or streamline the process um, and, and to that people end, are making appointments. Yeah. And, and to that end, in that joint resolution, the universe of people who can administer the vaccine is being expanded so that uh, doctors, nurses, people who were have retired or let their practice licenses expire for whatever right. reason, it would allow them to come back and administer the vaccine. It expand, even expands it to dentists to allow a That's dentist to, uh, to take some training online or some, some sort of training that they would need to administer. So the, the General Assembly is, uh, now that, now that hopefully the vaccine role, the, the, the number of vaccines that are available is expanding, uh, then we need to, uh, as a state, meet that with uh, actually putting those vaccines into arms. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so those were some things that were going on last week. Let's kind of talk about this week coming up. We've got a couple of bills on the House calendar. We've got House Ways and Means Committee, sub budget subcommittees continuing to meet virtually. Mm-hmm. On budget, so they're they're trying to get their recommendations to full committee, um, and they're they're working hard. And then we've got an interesting situation set up in the Senate. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. So the fetal heartbeat bill passed out of Senate Medical Affairs, Affairs. Committee yep, that's last correct. week. Yep. The full committee. So the heartbeat bill will be the fetal heartbeat bill will be on the Senate floor for debate. We presume that they will begin debate on that. That was a Top priority for the Republican caucuses in the, the House and the Senate. The Senate has acted first. So we'll see how that goes. Of course, uh, you being the rules guru, Casey, we all know that uh, the Senate changed some of its rules at the beginning of the session to not necessarily end the, the filibuster, but right. uh, certainly limit the opportunities for it or, or or limit the duration of a filibuster. Maybe you can sure. explain that a little more in detail. So I don't want to get I don't want to get too weedy and nerdy because uh, I can when it comes to the Senate rules. I love them. First of all, the the heartbeat bill came out of committee on Thursday. It will be read across the desk, so it'll come across the Senate desk on Tuesday when they come into session as a committee report placed on the calendar unless. There is, there is unanimous consent or unless everybody in the chamber on Tuesday agrees to waive the 24 hour rule or the rule that, you know, requires that a bill remain on the calendar for at least 24 hours so members have the chance to read through it, then they will not start debating the bill until possibly Wednesday. So during the, their organizational session, 
They adopted a bill that changes the rules. They didn't change all the rules. They changed some meeting times. They changed a couple of other very minor things. Um, one of the most significant things is the debate or the filibuster rules. In the Senate, it's called voting cloture, voting for cloture, and it's a way to limit debate and force a vote on a bill. And I believe this was in response to last year there was a two-month, I think it was like eight weeks, two months, something yeah. like that, yeah. extended yeah. debate on the education bill. And that really, I mean, that just railroaded a lot of other things that happened. And really, by the time the Senate debated that education bill, COVID happened and that was it. Yeah. Could, could, um, I, I'll, I'll be, let me suggest that this rule change could have been named the Senator Mike Fanning from Fairfield rule change. <laughs> right. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. So there are some different things. I mean, if, if you want to be a, a, a nerd, please call or email me. I'd love to talk you through it. But basically, it, it, it's going to force a vote, and it's going to limit amendments, and it's going to limit motions during the closure period, and it's going to lower, you know, the vote number that it requires, and it's just going it, to it's going to force that vote. It's going to limit the ability of anybody who is speaking against the bill. Usually, it's the folks against the bill that want to talk the longest. Um, yep. to try to stop it from passing. So anybody who's against the bill will have, you know, little less things to work with in of the course, Senate rules when it comes to stopping the bill. Make no mistake that even with this rule change, it, that, that debate is going to take a lot of time. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Gonna, lots of it, amendments, lots of hours di- on the floor. Yeah, it, it, it displaces a lot of opportunities for other bills to be debated okay. and potentially passed. So this this thing is a is a clog in the pipe at this point and we'll just have to, to wait and see how long it's gonna take to, to get washed to, to get pushed through. But you know, with the increase in the size of the majority for the Republicans right. in the Senate, there make no mistake that this bill will get out of the Senate and over to the House. And yeah, as, I believe that so too. There were a couple of Senate, couple of Republicans that voted against the bill in committee. I imagine that they will have something to say on the floor as yep. will those folks that are in opposition to it. So, and, and, um, of, and, and of course, the House passed this bill very quickly last year. So yeah, the, know, you know the House, the House enjoys a quick pass. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we, they like we to know, get it in there, get it done, get it out. Yeah, we know there's an appetite for it. So over right. in the house, so uh, it will be it will be received warm, warmly, I'm sure. Look for that over. this week um, in the Senate. Look for look for more subcommittee committee meetings with House Ways and Means in the House. We will be following everything for you as always. Yeah, one, Even if we're one, not there, we're constantly watching everything. Yeah. So it's, you know, they're they're not really encouraging folks to go hang out at the state house right now. Yeah. So one, we are we are following those rules that they have set up for us. One uh, one bill that is of great interest to us and is a part of our advocacy initiative is the abandoned buildings tax credit extension. We understand that it may get a subcommittee hearing this week, so that's very good in the Senate. So yeah, that's we're. Great. We're excited about that, and we'll be uh, – we've been – obviously been working that, and we're talking with the uh, Senate subcommittee members, and we would encourage everybody else to reach out to your senator 
whether whether or not they're on finance or not, you know, ask them to support that bill when uh, when he gets to the full Senate. Absolutely. Scott, do you have anything else for the good of the calls to share with our four listeners? No, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a busy week online for sure. But as you said, Casey, we are on top of it. We're in con- very close contact with legislators, uh, with commi- committee staff members, uh, yes. also who, who are so important to the process. And just know that if there's any questions that you have or you need anything from us, from your advocacy team that uh, we're available and, and happy to help in any way that we can. Right. Don't hesitate to text, call, email, any way you can get in touch with us, please do. If you have a question, we are here to help and we're here working. We may not be at the state house um, 24 hours like we always, you know, we, we would be when we're not in a pandemic. They're just encouraging uh, people to take advantage of the virtual meetings and, right take advantage of phone meetings. I know we've had a lot of Zoom meetings with individual legislators, and I think that, um, that's been going well so far. So, Sign up for Hometown Legislative Action Week. Absolutely. By going, by going to www.msc.nc. You don't want to miss this. No. And, uh, what and was that web address? www.msc.fc. Use the keyword, keyword HLAD. And you can sign up to receive all of the H Law content directly in your email box as we release it uh, February the 1st through the 5th. Easy, safe. You don't have to wear a mask while you're watching this. You can watch it from the safety and the cleanliness of your own home, uh, but you can still be a part of the action. That's why I like I like this plan. Absolutely. As always, remember to wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distant. And if you are able, please get the vaccine. Like Scott said earlier, we are following um, the the vaccine movement and the efforts to further distribute that. So we'll keep you updated on that as well. Everybody have a great week. Take care of yourselves. And we'll talk to you next week. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.